0: Food Lovers Everywhere. You're listening to On the Menu with Ann and Peter Haig. And uh, today's program is actually a couple of love letters. Uh, The first by Ben Tisch, which is Sicilia, a love letter to the food of Sicily, uh, one of my great loves. And then after that, we're going to turn to a, a, a passion that many Americans have, for hash pepper, hash peppers, sometimes usually become chilies other peppers,
1: and you'll um, find you'll find out why
0: and more from Robert Schuliller.com
1: yeah. well
0: let's let's go to Ben Tish and talk about going on that. Ben Tish, you're making me so homesick for for Sicily in, in your latest book, Sicilia, <laughs> <laughs> a love letter to the food of Sicily.
1: Hey, he's making that me homesick there, for yeah. Skegness. <laughs> 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 you don't want to go there. there. You don't want there's to go there.
2: Is there yes, a place Skegness, to be, so. be homesick for? Yeah. Fish, you, all you get in, in Skegness is, is very bad fish and chips. So, <laughs> cooked, cooked in yeah, your I don't recommend shop, it for right? food. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that. Yeah, they, um, yeah they, they, they've been doing fish and chips for, for many, many years. But the people that go to Skegness want everything very, very cheap. Um, ahead, and so right. it drives it drives uh, it drives prices down. Unfortunately, so I wouldn't recommend going there for for fish and chips.
1: But if, but if you want some really fine cooking, you can go uh, just around the corner from St James's Palace and to the Kempinski Hotel and have to, luxurious to the, yes. luxurious food with a Sicilian Well, that's right. Flavor. Yeah, happened, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 no, um, absolutely, yeah, we have the Game Bird restaurant there that is a British uh, restaurant, um, we do kind of uh, British classics, but done with a real, uh, a, a real technique and to a, to a very high level, we make sure everything's done properly, 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 um, and that's the, uh, the Game Bird restaurant, and then over the other side of town, um, we have Norma, which is where I'm usually based, which is a Sicilian restaurant.
0: Right, Norma is a famous opera
2: Norma is right. a famous, it is a famous opera, yeah. But we don't know what came first, Norma the opera or Norma the pasta. Um, yeah, I was so we, we, Yeah, now I going to because I don't know either. Well, I don't know, but if you ask one Sicilian, they say one thing, and you ask another one, they say the other th- the other thing. But my understanding, my understanding is that the opera was so successful, um, and the Sicilians felt so much in love with it that they decided to. To name and make a pasta in celebration of it, which is pasta al Norma, um, and, that's, that, and that's the one I, I, I go with. But, but we have, um, we, you know, we, we, we name the restaurant after the, uh, after the pasta, and I love the name Norma. It's a fantastic name. You know, it's Norma yeah. on its own is brilliant. Yeah.
0: Well, and this, this book is, of course, you're. You're not only a very talented chef, you're also a really good writer. I mean, so that um, I'm reading these recipes and and your comments about them, and I'm drooling. (laughs) I'm I'm so missing (laughs) the food flavors. And, you know, actually, it it sort of hit a a nerve in me. Uh, You you give the background of where these foods came from, and sometimes I never even considered that. my family comes from uh, uh, near Palermo, um, yeah. but you seem to have an affinity for um, the Western part, which is the more uh, yeah. uh, Arabian. Uh. And in fact, those are the flavors I, re- I remember the most. So that my family probably cooked a lot of, of those recipes because a lot of them are in the uh. book.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I love you know. I've, I've you know, obviously, I've, I've you know, I'm, I've traveled around Sicily, looking at restaurants and food and dishes and so on. And you, you know, yeah, you know, Palermo is great, and you know, um, you know, the, then the eastern side, Catania, and so on, is all lovely and great. But I, the west for me, I don't know. It's 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 wild. You know, it's, it's the wild west, isn't it, of Sicily and. Um, it's uh, there's so much to explore and 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 discover there. And yeah, you're right. I've, I've you know, hence my, first, my my book before this Moorish, which was all about the Arabic influence on the Mediterranean, I uh, focused down to Sicily. Here, I find it fascinating. Um, yeah, on the west coast, you really get those flavours. I mean, you're very near Tunisia, aren't you? When you get to kind of when you're when in you Trapani, are. but I keep wondering you, why
0: my family from the opposite end of the island had all these recipes because. Mm-hmm. Sicilian is like other parts of Italy. Each family has its own recipe for everything. Anyhow, I wonder why mine yes, was so course. much this uh, agrodolce and the um, uh, you know capers yeah. and everything and raisins and everything and you know, yeah
2: good. yeah. I mean it, it is it is it yeah it is around the island. You know those, those kind of those, Sicily is very. Arabic influence all around. You know, you look at Palermo. You know, Palermo. We were talking about. You know, those markets. Oh, there yeah. Could be in a souk. You know, a souk in uh, in Morocco or something. But but yeah, it's the West that's kind of really felt. Yeah,
1: you know, I think. Well, we stayed we stayed in Trapani a, a couple of times. times, and we, we 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 enjoyed it very much. We visited. We had a very unusual visit with a retired paediatrician who inherited. Yeah an olive garden and produced super fine olive oil and it was curious enough we we drove there from the Kempinski hotel who arranged a visit for us an olive oil tasting tasting and we had a great day at this place and it couldn't have been more than 50 miles from Trapani yeah
2: yeah 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 Nice, yeah, I love. It. I mean, that sounds sounds idyllic, doesn't it? But uh, but yeah, Trapani is great. I mean, that's kind of real. Uh, obviously, you know, from a food perspective, it's seafood is the thing. The Sicilians very kind of local. And I
0: use in, any in the time
2: country. I like have access to it. I get uh, Trapanese salt from the salt bed. Uh, yes, salt yes. left. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. That yeah, you know, I haven't. I've seen it and, and and tasted it there, but I haven't. I haven't used it. I don't know how easy it is to come by. Uh, in the UK but it's very it's sweet isn't it it's renowned for being quite sweet you know like it's got a sweet a sweetness to it it's a bit well, like, a sort of, salt. like a lot of this stuff does I mean it's
0: like yeah and this is also reading your book I realized that um we interviewed somebody who wrote a, a book called always add lemon and it and yeah when I read this all your recipes you always have that Lemon acidity added in. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, and that's probably why I have an affinity for. Every time Peter has me taste something, I say it just needs to squeeze a lemon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did. yeah, that's right. Though it's the sim- you have salt, pepper, and lemon juice as a seasoning. You know, it's kind of those yeah. three things. People find it. Some people find it strange, but yeah, the lemon, a squeeze of lemon, can do do the same do wonders like salt can. Yeah.
1: No, I I always associate. Trapani with a dish called swordfish spada involtini
2: yeah okay yeah 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 the raw, raw kind of a raw uh, a raw slice of uh swordfish is it is that the raw one that they that they it's roll raw, is it it's rawish it's yeah yeah okay like a raw-ish. cooked rare yeah
1: but but i want i, want, I wanted yeah. i wanted to pass something along to you i mean cheeky peter's saying he he would be a good chef, trick chef trick. But but we, we discovered a, de, a delight at our local fishmonger, fishmonger called swordfish belly.
2: Swordfish belly, yeah. Well, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Then, it's mean, like tuna belly, isn't it? It's quite fatty. it's, yeah, it's very fatty.
1: It's absolutely wonderful.
2: Mm, yeah, 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 no, abso- absolutely, yeah. True. I mean, we 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 don't use swordfish uh, so much here um, in the UK because I think we've we've for, certainly from the sources we get it from. There's a, s- a sustainability thing, but we use lots of tuna, and I use tuna belly for grilling because yeah. of the fat in it, and it yeah, grills yeah. really yeah. nicely over the charcoal. Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's but yeah, for it's me, is, though. It, it's very expensive it's very expensive yeah. but yeah Trapani for me um is the couscous yeah did you have couscous um, when oh yeah you were right there? oh tons of it yeah 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 i mean that's the, the, the you know for me the, when when i first when i first went there i was like i can't believe that this is like a staple couscous you know you could, so that that is what you associate with north africa certainly but it was actually originated it originated in sicily and it's a, it's a staple dish on the west coast. They have a couscous festival um, on the west coast every year, an annual couscous festival. People come from far and wide to celebrate couscous and eat it in different guises and things. And this is this is the kind of thing that really interests me about Sicily, you know. In the, the, yeah, let's go back of the to
0: the beginning, of this, right, and discuss. What it is, I mean, you, you subtitled this a love letter to the food of Sicily. You are in love with Sicily. Um, could you so. explain yeah. what is it about Sicilian food or Sicily,
2: Sicily yes. in yeah, general yeah. So, that,
0: that attracted sure, sure. you so?
2: so? Certainly. So I think it, I think just to go back a little, one step further quickly, it's, it's you know, Italian Food specifically in the south has interested me for, for many years. You know, I've been going, travelling to Italy, um, and, and heading south rather than north for, for years, just because I like the I like the uh, the rusticness of it. I like the, how they're obsessive about produce and, and seasons and locality. Um, you know, they are in the north to a certain degree, but it's different in the south, and I just think it's much more real and raw and authentic. The, the attitude towards food and um I, I and I and I think you know the fact that it's hotter and it's sunbaked um is uh those kind of med- that Mediterranean uh, vibe is, is it, it interests me you know it it always has you know, I love the tomato I love the olive oil over the butter if you yeah. like it's I also
0: like a corridor country so that you have influences that Sicilians Absolutely. in their very unique way have um, assimilated into their their food
2: yeah absolutely i mean sicily i guess you know well, lots of places have but if, speaking about sicily specifically yeah it's been occupied by many different countries over the over the years um and you know so all those influences have uh stayed there if you like and kind of into interwoven with their own food cultures um and created this cu- cuisine on its own. So, it's, it, you know, it's not jarring, it's kind of a seamless cuisine that is just a, a mix of all these different cultures from over the years. And I think predominantly it's Arabic, because they, they, they left the biggest footprint um, uh, uh, on Sicily, because they were there for the longest, you know, they were there for uh, whatever, for how many hundreds of years in the Middle Ages. And, you know, they're, they're, they were so advanced at the time the Arab, you know, Arabic, Arabic nations yeah. in terms of food were so advanced, and drink, and uh, you know, all, all sorts of things. Um, you know, yeah, explaining about
0: and the alcohol, it. which has always been curious,
2: yeah. because uh, yeah, well, they don't drink it, but they invented they invented distillation of yeah. of, al- of alcohol to 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 make perfume originally, but um, but but yeah, they you know they their techniques, not just the food, but not just the recipes, but the techniques, the frying, the grilling. Their pastry techniques were all like super advanced, um, and and obviously that stayed which stayed in Sicily. So you've got this wonderful mix. What I like is this wonderful kind of mix of um, some some very rustic but quite basic. Uh, Brutal food, if you like, in some parts, you know, very simple pasta with oil and breadcrumbs sprinkled on it can be as simple as that, can be delicious. But but then on the other side of it, from from the Arabic pastry and things like that, you got the most incredible ornate um, cakes and pastries and sweets. Oh yeah. That was that's you know the. You know, sweet shops, you, you, you will know yourself, the sweets and pastry shops in Sicily <laughs> Get are like sweet, yeah. explosion, explosion of colour and, you know, they are like, wow, you can't believe that this is, you know, in in Sicily almost, you know, because of the, 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 the contrast. Um, and so, yeah, so I find that, I've I just always found that incredibly fascinating. Um, and, you know, there's a big, there, there's a real big culture there now um, of uh, baking, you know, baking bread. Um, which people don't think, you know, um, obviously that has baked, been baked there for ages, but there's lots of different ancient grains that are being rediscovered.
0: Yeah, I have read um, that, you write about that, and I sort of never thought of that. Uh, when did that yeah, start? Yeah.
2: Um, well, the ancient grains, obviously, they've been there for ages, but I think probably over the past five or six years. So there's a resurgence. And, and a resurgence, exactly. Um, a resurgence of in, uh, and an interest in traditional methods, old methods of, of baking and using old uh, grains and things to make interesting, you know, sourdoughs and you know, long, long fermented, long fermented breads and things like that. Um, it's a really interesting place um, at the minute for, on, on the food scene, I think. And and not least, you asked me what interested me. The produce that you get from Sicily, particularly the vegetables there's nowhere like them in the world because I of isn't that, that, that amazing pati- well they've got a particular climate there obviously or uh, well, particular things the climate uh, the fact that it's an island so it gets the sea you know, the sea breeze the heat but also that the soil is is largely volcanic because of you know because of um a it's very very volcanic right? yeah very vo- so you know, all these things make for the most incredible growing um, earth for growing um, and, you know, you get, you go there and, and, you know, it sounds a cliche but, you know, you go there, you eat a tomato and it is the best, it is the best tomato the biggest tomato, you know, it's the, everything's just over the top Not to mention the citrus food the fruit oh, and the citrus yeah i mean wow the citrus is is beyond you know incredible the lemons and all the different types of you know seasonal oranges and bergamot you know and all the all these things it's it's it, it really is mind blowing and you know unfortunately well say unfortunately I, I do have a supplier that i can get stuff from sicily to london with a, a company called natura but it's a slow process um but you know going there and eating the simplest things uh, it's just it just it puts out anything you get in the u k to shame really um, in terms of flavor and, and look so so that's also made me fall in love with the place
0: now what some of your recipes are uh, you've modified i mean some of them are are traditional and just the uh, you know almost printed verbatim, but you've modified hmm. some of them, and I was interested in um you have cinccionione Sicilian style yep. pizza right. Uh, yeah. We we had um, Svinge, right? This pizza that you yeah. pictured, the square and, and thick, we called Pizza Alta. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was mainly, it was into the dough before baking it. You pressed onion bits yeah. and anchovies. And here you yeah. came up with a version where you add the anchovies.
2: Yeah I, put, I I I yeah add it on the top yeah I mean I've I've added my own my own slant on things I mean the spinchoni I I developed a bit during the lockdown one of the lockdowns that we had here um we started doing a bit of uh kind of a home delivery and that kind of thing to, to <laughs> kind of tide us over and the Sfincione was one of the things that I was I was do- I, I was doing and I had developed before that and yeah I wanted to create a version um that I guess i was I was comfortable with and I thought was better you know i 'm not I'm, you know these old recipes are are there for a reason, but i 'm not authentic you know i 'm authentic in that I love Sicilian food and the, and the island and so on, but you know i i 'm always going to put my own um, if I think a spin can be put on things then I, then i will but yeah i I, I think that um, thatsvenchoni is uh, is brilliant in fact i'd love to i 'd love to open a spinchoni. Uh, restaurant in in london next just doing yeah. different I anchovies. Mean,
0: my grandmother used to make um we called them cng but they were the doughnuts you know without the hole and um yeah. and and one of her favorites which to me is so sicilian i it's it, she could stuff them with different things but my favorite one was stuffed with anchovies Deep fried, nice. Nice. and then out of the yeah. deep fryer, she sprinkled the, um, the sugar, sugar um, you know, the, the sugar what is that? Sugar interesting. Yeah, and yeah. It, I was mean, that, it, and, you'd and, think and, it would be horrible, be, and it was wonderful.
2: I guess you've got salt, the salty and sweet. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because the deep fried pizza, essentially, is, is it, there, there is one place, isn't there, in, in Sicily? That's still, I don't know, I haven't been, but there is, I saw a TV program. There is one place at the, where there's, there is a woman that you go and, and she has the vat, a big vat of oil there, and she's still deep frying pizzas in olive oil, and they're kind of stuffed. So I think that's the, that's the similar thing. And they have uh, two or three different stuffings. I think that's similar to what you're talking about, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you just say that hot, yeah. uh, sprinkled with powdered sugar.
2: Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. shook sugar, nice, interesting. Um, you know, the I'll other
0: interesting that. thing you have is, you've, um, well, I, I want
2: to mention your
0: description of the market, I think is beautiful, by the way. It's uh, a various market.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you just Maybe. got it
0: right away. I mean, I was fascinated with those markets, especially the the, the meat and fish um, sections with all the strange innards and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and the
2: noise yeah, and the, the
0: smoke and the
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all well, good. I'm glad you captured it because it was that you know that's genuine. I mean, I think the first time, probably for the first and second time I went, particularly in the you know the summer. Oh, it's just it's it's kind of a, a I guess it, it's it's chaos really. Um yeah. a, a, Kind of an organized cha- an organized chaos, but really an assault on all the senses. You know, as, as I said, you know the smoke and the 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 cut the flashing colors and it's vibrant and it's and in fact you know i've been to the souks in in North Africa and i think it's more it's actually more full on in your face than than that actually um but yeah i loved i loved i you know i still talk to talk to my chefs about the uh the guys grilling the innards and and, and the <laughs> you know the tripe vendors um you know on a hot summer's day you know it, everything's stinking you know it's the the smells are incredible and there's these guys just kind of reaching into these buckets with their (laughs) hands and and piling tripe into a sandwich... And giving <laughs> and giving you this this sandwich full of tripe, and, you know they're there. They've got a cigare- they've got a cigarette on. You know health and safety, food hygiene is is kind of you know b- bottom of the list to be honest with you. But it kind of just makes you know it makes it I, I, it makes it interesting. You know it's not for everyone. I'll be honest, but it definitely was for me. I, I was I was absolutely yeah. I and mean, a I, lot I, of people be totally appalled. It. I think. Oh yeah yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know that's. You know I think if there was an organized tourist route, they would probably avoid that section you know because, yeah as you say it's not it's not for everyone and it does doesn't the smell is not for 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 everyone but you know that's it that's why I love it because it is that' that sums it up Sicily you know it is authentic it's not manicured you know you only- you know you go to Taramina, perhaps that's been manicured you know for tourists and so on, but the rest of it no it's still rough ready authentic um and real isn't it
1: and what what do you make of the wine scene these days it's, it's certainly yeah well there's a, there's a very tremendous amount yeah
2: yeah there is yeah i mean i think um you know we we buy obviously buy a lot of Sicilian wine at the restaurant but i i drink uh I drink quite a lot of Sicilian wine at home and we're getting a lot of the new um the new uh producers. Uh, bringing wine over, which is much more kind of a, nat- a natural, uh, low intervention on wines, and part- Sicily is pioneering that movement at the minute. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've got some fa- fantastic old, old, old world, um, uh, you know, grapes and and, and and wines and things. But I really like the new, the new uh, natural wines. Um, uh-huh. Sure, sure. Yeah, we w- well,
1: Fran- yeah. Um, Fran- Fran- I find Frances- it, I find it
2: really interesting.
1: Hmm? Francesco Planeta, he's a he's a good friend of ours. Yeah and he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been, he's been be, behind the movement the, le- the last time we saw him we we stayed at his uh, he has a property in the middle of his vineyard yeah. and he was explaining yeah. that, he w- that he was about to launch a wine project just just across the mainland from from uh, calabria and he was going yeah. to make wines based based on a theme this is this is what the romans would have drunk
2: right okay interesting wow is that going ahead you know? uh, do
1: you know you know if uh, he's gone uh, ahead
2: with that if you, yeah.
1: if you we
2: use lots of Planeta wines here well you
1: you you could, you could i mean you could find him and ask him there's no, there's no, yeah he's not he's not a shy yeah.
2: guy no no i'm sure I mean, in fact i was i know the place you were talking about i was going to go and stay there uh, we had a press trip planned just before lockdown, but that obviously fell fell apart. So, uh, but we were going to go and stay at that. Um, it's like a, uh, it's a bit, it's a few villas together, isn't it, or something? But it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um called will I will reach we out, out there. to him.
1: Yeah, You'd
2: yeah. I'll reach out to him. Yeah, like I say, we 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 buy loads of wine from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no, the best place you, for wine, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Um, the you. Back to your book, I, I just want our listeners to know that you take characteristic uh, dishes and organize them into groups in your book. Um, and, yeah. and you give a lot of, um, of ink to the deep-fried, the, the deep-fried foods, and that's yeah. a characteristic. So where does that come from?
2: um well it, so i guess um you mean from me or why or, or from sicily or I'm from both sicily, i mean why i mean it's yeah. very clearly deep, prominent in, in sicilian cuisine yeah uh, absolutely well deep frying again was uh, uh, uh the 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 art if you like of deep frying or the, the skill the technique was introduced by by the arabs um and they they just, but yeah, they they were able to get a, 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 a primitive uh, oil, or maybe it was a butter or something, and then they that's that's how they started deep frying process and cooking things very quickly um, in oil to, to 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 cook them quickly and to create this crispy outside texture. And that was um, and that again has clearly stayed with um, st- has stayed with the Sicilians. You know, it's so pro- it's such it's probably the most prominent cooking technique um in in sicily i would say you know there are um you know i haven't had
0: these for years Um, asparagus fritti i mean
2: anybody i mean people should try this recipe it's it's so good you you. can't
0: even anticipate it
2: yeah it's so good because i think you know with deep frying you know i'm i'm a big fan of deep frying i mean there's nothing not to like you know you cook things very quickly and so, you know, you're, you're locking in. So take the asparagus, for example. You're cooking that very quickly in batter. So you get a deep fried, uh, you get a crispy outside. But the asparagus cooks incredibly quickly um, and lightly. So you still get that vibrant, fresh asparagus inside the, cr- inside the crisp. And I think it's, it's you know, it's, Deep frying gets a bad a bad knock, you know, because of it's the unhealthy element of it. But done properly, and you know, you do it in moderation. It's a it's a wonderful way of cooking things and keeping yeah, I mean, freshness. In my family, did it were,
0: the stuff didn't come out greasy. I mean,
2: you have to yeah, know well, that's how
0: it. hot to get the
2: oil and stuff exactly exactly it's all down to the temperature and you know and making sure that you use you know the right oil and you know groundnut and some but yes you're right it's all about temperature and then draining it well um but yeah i mean you know you like we were saying it's so popular you walk down the, the into the markets and the streets are lined with shops that just sell deep fried items you know pinelle um uh, multiple deep fried vegetables in batter. Um, yes yeah, it's, it's great I, I, I love it I love that uh, element of it
0: well uh, you you have uh, iconic traditional dishes, but you have uh, insight into the, the development of this cuisine which was just so fascinating uh, to me um, I think it's the treasure of a book I Thank really you. do um, is there anything you want to Point out that I haven't talked about that you,
2: you're proud of in this book. You want people to notice? Um, yeah, I mean, I think. Um, well, thank. First of all, thank you. No, I mean, I, th- I think, I think you've you've covered it. I, I just want to say, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head where you said, you know, there are dishes that I could just not have in, uh, not excluded, such as the you know things like caponata and things that are you know very tr- very kind of traditional, you know, the cannoli and so on. But there's a good part of it, which is my, uh, in my 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 taking from Sicily. You know, I'm not I'm not Sicilian. You know, and and so I wanted you know I, I wanted to to put my own spin on on the food um, in some of the dishes, and hopefully giving you a, a, again like an insight into, into through my eyes of chef, a British chef, going and spending time holidays in Sicily and, and, and coming back with my ideas through it, and also you know making it probably a bit more. Um, accessible i mean the recipes are quite simple anyway but you know some of the dishes you get in sicily you can only really make in sicily because you're there you've got the environment and so on so hopefully i've kind of um you know given some suggestions around that but um, but no I'm, listen i i'm i I'm, I'm really i'm really pleased you you, you like it and that it's given you some uh, some some oh, things I'm, to think about and and memory happy
0: <laughs> you <laughs> know well, after after all the cookbooks I've read, it takes something really special to make me happy with a cookbook, and yours is
1: that.
2: <laughs> okay, well, that's lovely. That's really lovely to hear. Thank you very much.
1: And well, we, wish you, we wish you success with getting reopened one more time.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And, we'll, and who knows? We'll, we might have an excuse to come and see you.
2: Well, I do hope so. I do hope to see you in, in person um, one day. I'm sure I'm sure it will happen. Please. Sure happen. <laughs> Enough of this. <laughs> well. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you very
0: much and as we all say much success.
3: Podcasting services for On the Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station, www.aspstation.net.
0: Next up, we're going to be talking to Robert Shulit about uh, what's well, a special time of the year um, where everybody gets to celebrate these peppers from Hatch, New Mexico. New Mexico, which are uh, previously known as Hatch chilies, are now known as Hatch peppers. And so you, and you pay mean, attention to when the big festivals coming up.
1: And pay attention to the fact that you can actually buy them. In many cases, at your local yeah drugstore and 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 if you go to the right place, you can even have them, Roast them. roasted yeah, how about that That's a whole thing so here anyway here, here's our good friend Robert Schiller okay, so did we get um, the box of stuff and the answer Robert is, yes, thank you so much yes and and Robert Schiller of
0: melissa's um we're immersed this season, appropriately at this time of the year, in hatch peppers, and we're delighted to get the boxes of uh, Melissa's hatch pepper samples and this wonderful cookbook that your chefs on staff put together with a great deal of creativity, I might add. Um, this is the second, the second version or edition of, of the cookbook. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's jump back a bit, though, and say, what exactly are we talking about? Some people actually uh, do not actually know about uh, Hatch (laughs) Peppers. Hatch pepper. say that real fast. Tell us about Hatch, the name, where these peppers come from, and what's so special about them. Okay,
3: well... Um, About 15 years ago, uh, Melissa's Produce uh, here in Los Los Angeles, which we distribute to all major supermarkets across the country, started taking um, the Hatch peppers from Hatch, New Mexico. The largest, um, the largest area of chili peppers that grow in the United States. It's the chili capital of the world there in Hatch, New Mexico, along the Mesilla Valley, um, close to the Rio Grande, in that area, that special area that produces the wonderful New Mexico Hatch Pepper. And every year, during the months of late July through mid to late September, for about eight weeks, Um, America gets to enjoy this pepper and see for decades and decades this pepper was really a secret of just the Southwest in New Mexico, in Texas, in Arizona but it was 15 years ago where Melissa's produce started to take the peppers Uh, To other cities across the country, Uh, we actually now distribute this year, after 15 years, we now distribute it into about 40 states now. So every major city across the country, except I I think Alaska and Hawaii still are not getting the fresh hatched peppers yet, but maybe in time to come. And we are excited to introduce... Our new Hatch Pepper Cookbook, this is the second volume. Our first edition, which was just so popular and we kept on running out of books, was back in 2013 with our Hatch Chili Cookbook. But now we have this new Hatch Pepper Cookbook. It has over 101 creative and new ideas for Hatch Peppers. The photos are awesome. The recipes are delicious from appetizers to desserts, drinks, and everything in between. So we're very excited. Our cookbook was led by our chef team, Chef Ida, Chef Tom, the owner, Sharon Hernandez, and the rest of our team. Um, As for myself, I am the coordinator of the book, and I did put in some of the information leading up to the recipes. Um, And I'm happy to announce this is our seventh cookbook at Melissa's Produce. (laughs) <laughs>
0: That's wonderful. No, 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 now, no. why are people in love with it, this chili? mean, this pepper.
3: It's 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 the only pepper that is very, very thick and meaty. So when people buy this chili, okay. they're very
0: handsome yes. peppers.
3: Yeah, they they look like the Anaheim chili. The Anaheim chili is the variety, the mild variety that is available year round, but it's not as Thick as these hatch peppers it's there's something special about the growing area and when the, when the harvest comes out for only about eight weeks uh, during the year and at this time through uh, late September um, people buy them by the cases and when they buy them by the cases these are 25 pound cases sometimes they buy them in in gunny like gunny potato sacks but you buy them in large quantities and if you do it right you look for a store that does a roasting so when you buy your cases, 25 pounds each, you get them roasted in front of the stores because these are the only chilies, first of all, that can be available in mild, medium, hot, and extra
0: hot. No other yeah, chili how does about that. that. Tell me, I don't really quite understand that, but um, we have had the, the various versions and there's a heat difference. I also understand that from one season to the next, from one harvest to the next, the heat level can vary. How about that? Well, this is
3: the deal. So the Department of, 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 of Agriculture in New Mexico developed, cross-hybridized this variety uh, uh, a half a century ago and has become the you know probably what you would call the cornerstone of agriculture for new mexico the, the these New Mexican green chilies, um, and then towards the end of the season, they turn red, just like Idaho is to potatoes, and California is to like artichokes, dragon fruit, garlic, and a lot of citrus varieties. New Mexico is known for these hatch peppers, they grow millions and millions of cartons. Um, of them and like i said they're only available in august and september so people buy them by the case and then they Get them roasted and then you put them into freezer bags because the hatch peppers are the only peppers that are thick enough to be able to freeze so you can pull them out on a special weekend later in the year. These chili peppers can actually be frozen for up to two years. No chilies like that. But really, you only need to roast the chilies and put and keep them in the freezer up to a year until the next season has them. Now, in regards to heat levels, now, There's different varieties of Hatch Peppers. It's generically named Hatch Pepper, but you have to know on the box if you're getting a mild, medium, hot, or extra hot. They put a check on the box on the side so you know. There's many different varieties of Hatch Peppers. Um, The mild ones are New Mexico uh, 10s. The medium ones are called Big Jims. Uh, the hotter ones are called Lumbre, and the really hot ones are called Sandia, just an example. And there's, so there's different varieties, and they grow the variety by heat level, by the football, really? football field size, so they don't get confused on what pepper is going into each box that is marked mild, medium, hot, or extra hot.
0: How can you control that if there's cross-pollination and whatnot?
3: Well, it's not a matter of the cross-pollination. It's the matter of the seed variety that is being put into the ground. So the key so you, um, is, is uh, crop rotation every year because when they reseed the next year, after, you know, taking out oh, the seeds right. from the previous year of that particular variety, that's how they prepare for next year. And by crop rotation, meaning that they only, they don't put the hatch chilies, the hot ones, always in the same location every year, that they, um, they take different sections, football field sections of these hatch peppers to control the heatness on the seed variety and the heat level that it's going to dictate for the next season so you know hatch chilies they're planted in March April and they're harvested in late July and August and that is the hatch pepper season in New Mexico
1: now I', I Robin, want to Robin, mention hold on a second uh, let me let me ask my question here you you seem to be using the word pepper and chili interchangeably now is is, the, is there a difference or is it okay to do what you're doing?
3: Okay, up until last year, most people referred to them as chilies
0: That's what or I thought, chili yeah.
3: peppers. However, um, the the new food labeling laws for 2001 2002 um, dictates that on a package you have to say peppers. Chili peppers is no longer viable for a legal. Label, but people really? will always refer to them as chili peppers. The reason for that is because people are confused about the word chili. One, chili is a country. Two, chili is a chili pepper, right? And three, chili with an I at the end is the yeah. bean dish. And also, if you say chili, it also means you're cold. So, The USDA (laughs) and FDA decided that it would better communicate to the customer that when you're referring to chili peppers, that you have to say peppers. So the difference between our last book, back in 2013, it said Hatch Chili Cookbook. This book is called Hatch Pepper Cookbooks, in line with the USDA and FDA labeling laws for all chili peppers peppers here in the United States. I'll
0: be done. And, uh, Robert, Good is, question,
1: are, Peter. Are, are there particular farmers? I mean, is it, is, is it handed down from generation to generation to be a chili, hatch chili farmer?
3: Most definitely. You've got a a, a huge amount of growers in the Hatch Valley area that grow these special chilies. Our main grower and the largest grower, family grower, is uh, the Guinness, um, Gillis uh, Farms there in Hatch, New Mexico. They're probably the most famous grower because they have the most amount of acres, and it's been kept in the family uh, for several, several decades now. Um, you know, um, What's so name
1: again?
3: Gillis Farms
0: Gilles and farms. Dwayne
3: Gillis is the he is the Hatch pepper guy for Hatch, (laughs) New Mexico. Just Google him and find out all about his exciting chilies that we get um, through Melissa's and distribute throughout the United States.
0: You know, you have a a section in the cookbook called Essentials, which you talk about the heat levels. And then um, all these different preparations for preserving and and cooking and using Mm -hmm. the peppers and and are extremely versatile um you talk about storing and freezing um, mm-hmm. the, the ones that we got uh, from you well known the peppers themselves, were dried, and now were they actually roasted first or are they just dried oh okay, so the um, because uh,
3: um, Anne and Peter, you guys are the media, I send out the boxes with the new cookbook with um, a lot of dried items and um, spices and salsas because we Melissa's does this whole line of hatch products that include the roasted hatch chilies or dried or powdered. Um, there's even popcorn in there, some nuts. Yeah, we
0: got that. Flavored
3: with yeah. it. Those those ones I sent you were dried. Now the fresh ones are now available and at your local store in mild, medium, hot. So those are the ones that can be roasted down and used in all the recipes here. But the neat thing about the recipes in our new cookbook it also incorporates the dried hatch chilies, the powders, the green hatch powder, the red hatch powder.
0: this is an extra bonus with this cookbook is it sort of opens your eyes to other products that the, the, the Melissa's provides, like peeled garlic and uh, ground ginger and all these other things. So you get a, a better picture of all that Melissa's has to offer.
3: We, we were yes, exactly. Dinner. And we thought the incorporation of all of our uh, dried items and unique items like the um, Hatch polenta and the Hatch salsa is a great way to incorporate everything Hatch in this book.
0: Well, you know, I'm, I have not done the polenta yet, but uh, we have a um, an, an order of squid that we're going to cook. Well, not tomorrow, but the next day. And we're going to do the, the squid, and we're going to include the... Um, Uh, The polenta with the hatch chili in it. That's a great idea. You know, if you go into,
3: I'm sure you and Peter have been looking at all the recipes, and you know the hatch peppers pair so good in desserts
0: with chocolate. No, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I mean, most of these recipes really. I mean, I'm dying to try the uh, steamed hatch pepper seasoned artichokes, and that would be really good. Um, but, I mean, I was a little hesitant by the time we got to when I had chilies and desserts. <laughs> yes, yes. I, a, a lot I of people find quite, their way. Mm-hmm. I can't quite figure it in um, devil's food cake, for example. Although, no, that I can't say. Actually, because I once had the idea of, of using green peppercorns in um, devil's food cake. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's, it's, you it's just have a way
3: to be fruit. able to take a dessert and add a little bit of heat to it. Yeah, but
0: no, I, then I, I bought the cheddar apple pie with hatch peppers. Hmm. Yeah, I, apple I'm apple? not sure about that one,
1: Robert. I, I've almost consumed the jar, the jar of hatch, pe- hatch pepper chill with what's the dish, Robbie? What's the nut?
0: Oh, you've done... The, the pecans? Pecans. Pecans, yeah, the pecans. Oh, yeah, they're delicious? Did I, mean, I think you've just about cleaned that one out already. They're,
3: they're we have the... the um, yeah, yeah, the, pe- yeah. well, the pecans, we've just extended the line since you received that package. So you're referring to the green hatch chili powder pecans and the red hatch chili pecans. Right. So the the difference between those two is that the the chilies are vine ripened. So when they're vine ripened, they turn red in color and then they're dry. And that's why there's all, that red powder is the most popular. But when you take the chilies off early and they're green and you dry them, the powder is green. But since then, Peter and Ann, we now do hatch glazed pecans. We do hatch, um, hatch grown pecans and dark chocolate. And we also do hatch, Pecons um, covered in yogurt. Um, the Hatch wow. Valley produces more than just chilies. And, um, we've in the past have, uh, um, also offered Hatch, uh, sweet onions, but that season already ended, but we just got into the Hatch oh, that pecan a, season as well. So, um, those that extends our line. The way to see those products, if you go to our website at melissas.com dot com and just put in the word hatch, and you will come up with all those items, like the pecans that I was referring to, the chili powders, the salsas, the polenta. So,
0: now I want this hatch pepper bloody mary. I think that would that would get you going in the in a brunch. <laughs>
3: Oh, definitely. Well, if you want one for the morning, go to page one eighty-two and try the hunt, the Hatch Mango and Berry Smoothie there. Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> so, and then for the evening, the Hatch Margarita, of course.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, you know, you you were talking about the popularity of of these chilies, um, the peppers, um. I, I think I mentioned you before. We have a, a, a local restaurant chain that has a hatch pepper uh, festival every year about this time mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Yes, but it's become a, a cult in a sense. Now, how did that start the cult-like it's thing that? Okay, there? so
3: really, it started about fifty years ago. And they started when they started uh, really producing and, and New Mexico wanted to be the chili capital of the united states and obviously they succeeded it's been like that for like twenty five years now they st- decided because of the the huge amount of chilies that were coming off in the valley there and they were growing that um they 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 just it was something special to that area, and they started doing what is called the hatch chili festival and this has been going on for 40 some years now it's always Labor Day weekend in Hatch New Mexico It is the biggest camp out RV the whole town is buzzing with everything Hatch chilies where people are roasting them they're putting them in all these different recipes Cotton candy, ice cream, uh, you know, burritos, <laughs> salsas. I mean, you've got dried chilies everywhere. ristras. This 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 uh, event is like on a football field. It's actually on the growing fields that have already been harvested. And mark your calendar. Head to Hatch, New Mexico, Labor Day weekend. Please oh, keep a um, note. Keep a note on that onto the website. Last year, because of COVID, that was the first year they actually canceled it because of the pandemic. Right now it is on schedule, but if uh, things change for the worst, it might have to be postponed or most likely canceled because it's always Labor Day weekend. Now, just to tell you some history about the Hatch Chili Festival and Hatch New Mexico Labor Day weekend. It is the most celebrated uh, single food item in America. The Hatch Chili Festival attracts 15,000 people from all over the United States, oh, especially man. from Texas um, and, um, and, and the New Mexico and Arizona as well. Because when people go down there, they go down there with RVs because they're going to load up with hundreds of pounds of roasted chili, because that's the way to get hundreds of pounds roasted in those roasters that they use, oh. and then you bring them home and then you package them to be able to enjoy the rest of the year.
1: Now let's put in let's put in the good word, Robert. Okay. <laughs> get, your vac- get your vaccination and wear your mask. <laughs> exactly. You so.
0: It seems like it's bigger than the motorcycle thing in Sturgis, North of South Dakota.
3: Wow, yeah. So, uh, But this is, a, this is a food lover's dream is to go to this Hatch Chili Festival Labor Day weekend. And just to make sure, bring your sunscreen and your hat. It is pretty warm. If you haven't booked bad, a hotel in that area, you're not going not to really by did. now. But like I said, a lot of people travel down there by RV, and it seems to become a big camp out in the RV thing uh, for the three-day uh, holiday weekend and Hatch Chili Festival. And
1: there's probably well, beer, too, right? hmm What? Robert, there's probably
3: beer as well. Beer. Hatch is put into everything. I think every drink they serve there, beer, shots, cocktails, spirits, wine. I've heard I've heard of hatch chili wine. I've never tried it before. Oh, my gosh. But they but, put hatch chilies in everything else, so why not?
0: Well, it's sacrilegious putting it into wine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you Google it, there's quite a few companies that do a hatch wine. If I, I've heard of this the last few years, there, but it's probably really popular down at the Hatch Festival.
0: Well, let's put in another plug, by the way, for you. Yay for you, because you're, you're just brilliant at doing this. And uh, the book, again, listeners, is Melissa's Hatch Pepper Cookbook. And uh, the festival, you'll find that information on uh, the, the website, which is uh, melissas.com, which is one L, two right?
3: Yes, M E L I S S A S dot com. When you go to our homepage, you can find out about where to find uh, hatched chilies in at your local stores. We list all the stores also on there. It will list not only the stores that carry the the fresh hatched chilies but they also carry the Hatch Cookbook and all the other Hatch Essentials, the dried, the, the, um, the dried ones, the powders, the polenta, all that stuff. And find out when the roasting is happening yeah, in that, that neck of the woods. So Molesta's
0: we do roasting.
3: Yes, we do them okay. all over the United States. So hopefully Tell one of your local stores is listed there.
0: Okay, and then and what you do is you you buy the, the peppers from Melissa's and take them to this roasting spot.
3: Well, no, you can buy them from us, but they won't come roasted. You have to go to the stores, and the no. stores will do the roasting.
0: Yes, yeah, you you will get the 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 fresh ones, and you will find out where they're roasting, and you take your fresh um, peppers. To the roasting spot, they roast them for you, then you take them home, right?
3: Yeah, but you have you have to buy the chili peppers at their store. You can't take oh, okay. your own from home and bring them to the roasters. Okay, okay. You have to buy them from the stores. So, you know, uh, we we um, well, actually sense. distribute. Yeah, so we distribute it into about 700 stores right now that have the hatch chilies outside the Southwest. So chances are, if you live in a big city, you're probably going to find a local store that can do that. If worse came to worse, you go to our site, melissas.com, and you can order fresh hatch chilies, and you can barbecue them at home. On our website, it tells you how to roast them in the oven, on your stove. The easiest way to do a lot is on a barbecue. But if you can go to a roasting, buy a case, you oh, can get them fun. roasted like seven minutes. Yeah, they roast like really fast.
0: So. Yes, and yeah, well, you're all engrossed with um, with the peppers, hot peppers, right now. Um, you're going to come back to us uh, closer to the fall. And tell us what else is hot in the area of produce these days. Because you're good at keeping us up to date on all of that. There's always something new going on. And, uh, listeners, we love, uh, Melissa's and they're, they do a great job of spreading the word around and getting people excited and, and with great product too. And, uh, you're always so helpful. <laughs> Robert.
3: Well, thank you, Ann and Peter. I appreciate it. I enjoy being on seasonally and when special events like these hatch chili seasons come into play there, always enjoy being on your show.
0: Well, great. So let us know when the next special event's coming up. we Will do. Okay. Robert, as always, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's another good program, Robert. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and that's basically all we have for today. And everybody
1: should. Yeah, we'll see you again. Tuned. Yeah, we'll see you again, same time, same place. And if you're anywhere near Hatch, New Mexico, don't don't forget to stop by the Hatch Pepper Festival.
0: Yes, big deal. It's like a it worst, indeed a big deal. It's even bigger than the motorcycle people. Okay then. Bye bye. Till the same time next week. Did we put in any information there? Did we do any? Okay.
1: So did um, we get the box of stuff? And the answer, Robert, is yes, thank you so much. Yes. And and Robert Schiller of
0: Melissa's, um, we're immersed this season, appropriately at this time of the year, in hatch peppers. And we're delighted to get the box of uh, Melissa's hatch pepper samples and this wonderful cookbook that your chefs on staff put together. With a great deal of creativity, I might add. Um, this is the second, the second version uh, or edition of, of the cookbook. Uh, let, mm-hmm. Let's jump back a bit, though, and say, what exactly are we talking about? Some people actually uh, do not actually know about uh, Hatch, Pepp- Peppers. <laughs> Hatch Peppers. Hatch Pepper. Say that real fast. Tell us about yes. Hatch. The name. Where these peppers come from and what's so special about them?
3: Okay, well, um, about 15 years ago, uh, Melissa's Produce uh, here in Los Los Angeles, which we distribute to all major supermarkets across the country, started taking um, the Hatch peppers from Hatch, New Mexico, the largest um, the largest area of chili peppers that grow in the United States. It's the chili capital of the world there in Hatch, New Mexico, along the Mesilla Valley, um, close to the Rio Grande in that area, that special area that produces the wonderful New Mexico Hatch Pepper. And every year, during the months of late July through mid to late September, for about eight weeks, um, America gets to enjoy this pepper and see for decades and decades this pepper was really a secret of just the Southwest in New Mexico, in Texas, in Arizona but it was 15 years ago where Melissa's produce started to take the peppers Uh, To other cities across the country, Uh, we actually now distribute this year, after 15 years, we now distribute it into about 40 states now. So every major city across the country, except I I think Alaska and Hawaii still are not getting the fresh hatched peppers yet, but maybe in time to come. And we are excited to introduce... Our new Hatch Pepper Cookbook, this is the second volume. Our first edition, which was just so popular and we kept on running out of books, was back in 2013 with our Hatch Chili Cookbook. But now we have this new Hatch Pepper Cookbook. It has over 101 creative and new ideas for Hatch Peppers. The photos are awesome. The recipes are delicious from appetizers to desserts, drinks, and everything in between. So we're very excited. Our cookbook was led by our chef team, Chef Ida, Chef Tom, the owner, Sharon Hernandez, and the rest of our team. Um, As for myself, I am the coordinator of the book, and I did put in some of the information leading up to the recipes. Um, And I'm happy to announce this is our seventh cookbook at Melissa's Produce. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's wonderful. No, 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 now, no. why are people in love with it, this chili, this pepper?
3: It's 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 the only pepper that is very, th- very thick and meaty. So when people it's, buy these chilies, looking. they're very
0: handsome yes. peppers.
3: Yeah, they they look like the Anaheim chili. The Anaheim chili is the variety, the mild variety that is available year round, but it's not as thick as these hatch peppers it's there's something special about the growing area and when the, when the harvest comes out for only about eight weeks uh, during the year and at this time through uh, late September um, people buy them by the cases and when they buy them by the cases these are 25 pound cases sometimes they buy them in in gunny like gunny potato sacks but you buy them in large quantities and if you do it right you look for a store that does a roasting so when you buy your cases, 25 pounds each, you get them roasted in front of the stores because these are the only chilies, first of all, that can be available in mild, medium, hot, and
0: extra hot. No other yeah, chili how does about that. that. Tell me, I don't really quite understand that, but um, we have had the, the various versions and there's a heat difference. I also understand that from one season to the next, from one harvest to the next, the heat level can vary. How about that? Well, this
3: is the deal. So, the Department of, 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 of Agriculture in New Mexico developed cross hybridized this variety a uh, uh, half a century ago. And has become the, you know, probably what you would call the cornerstone of agriculture for New Mexico, that these New Mexican green chilies, um, and then towards the end of the season they turn red. Just like Idaho is to potatoes, and California is to like artichokes, dragon fruit, garlic, and a lot of citrus varieties. New Mexico is known for these hatch peppers. They grow millions and millions of cartons of of them. And like I said, they're only available in August and September. So people buy them by the case and then they get them roasted. And then you put them into freezer bags because the hatch peppers are the only peppers that are thick enough to be able to freeze. So you can pull them out on a special weekend later in the year. These chili peppers can actually be frozen for up to two years. No chilies like that. But really, you only need to roast the chilies and put, and keep them in the freezer up to a year until the next season has them. Now, in regards to heat levels, now, there's different varieties of hatch peppers. It's generically named hatch pepper, but you have to know on the box if you're getting a mild, medium, hot, or extra hot. They put a check on the box on the side so you know. There's many different varieties of hatch peppers um, oh, the mild ones are New Mexico 10s, uh, the medium ones are called Big Jims, uh, the hotter ones are called Lumbre, and the really hot ones are called Sandia, just an example. And there's, so there's different varieties, and they grow the variety by heat level, by the football Real football hot. field size, so they don't get confused on what pepper is going into each box that is Marked, mild, medium, hot, or extra hot.
0: How can you control that if there's cross pollination and whatnot?
3: Well, it's not a matter of the cross pollination; it's the matter of the seed variety that is being put into the ground. So the key, so you um, is is crop rotation every year, because when they reseed the next year after. You know, taking out oh, the seeds right. from the previous year of that particular variety. That's how they prepare for next year. And by crop rotation, meaning that they only they don't put the hatch chilies, the hot ones, always in the same location every year. That they um, they take different sections, football field sections of these hatch peppers to control the heatness on the seed variety and the heat level that it's going to dictate for the next season. So, you know, hatch chilies, they're planted in March, April, and they're harvested in late July and August. And that is the hatch pepper season in New Mexico.
1: Now, I want to mention. Hold on a second. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask my question here. You, you seem to be using the word pepper and chili interchangeably. Now, is, is, the, is there a difference or is it okay to do what you're doing? Okay, up
3: until last year, most people referred to them as chilies
0: That's what or I thought, chili yeah.
3: peppers. However, um, the, the new food labeling laws for 2001-2002 um, dictates that on a package, you have to say peppers. Chili peppers is no longer viable for a legal Label, but people really? will always refer to them as chili peppers. The reason for that is because people are confused about the word chili. One, uh, chili is a country. Two, chili <laughs> is a chili pepper, right? And three, yeah. chili with an I at the end is yeah. the bean dish. And also, if you say chili, it also means you're cold. So, the USDA and FDA decided that it would better communicate to the customer that when you're referring to chili peppers, that you have to say peppers. So the difference between our last book, back in 2013, it said Hatch Chili Cookbook, this book is called Hatch Pepper Cookbooks, in line with the USDA and FDA labeling laws for all chili peppers, peppers, here in the United States.
0: I'll be done. And, uh, Robert, Good uh, question,
1: are, Peter. Are there particular farmers? I mean, is it, is it handed down from generation to generation to be a chili, a hatch chili farmer?
3: Most definitely. You've got a, a a huge amount of growers in the Hatch Valley area that they grow these special chilies. Our main grower and the largest grower, family grower, is uh, the um, Gillis Farms there in Hatch, New Mexico. They're probably the most famous grower because they have the most amount of acres, and it's been kept in the family uh, for several, several decades now. Um, You know, um, so Gillis Farms.
0: So and Dwayne
3: Gillis, is the he is the Hatch pepper guy for Hatch, <laughs> New Mexico. Just Google him and find out all about his exciting chilies that we get at, um, through Melissa's and distribute throughout the United States.
0: You know, you have a, a, a section in the cookbook called Essentials, which you talk about the heat levels. And then um, all these different... Preparations for preserving and, and cooking and using
1: mm-hmm. um, the
0: peppers. And, and, and they're extremely versatile. Um, you talk about storing and freezing. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that we got uh, from you, well known, the, the peppers themselves, were dried. And now, were they actually roasted first or are they just dried? Oh, okay. So, the um, because
3: uh um, Ann and Peter, you guys are the media. I send out the boxes with the new cookbook with um, a lot of dried items and um, spices and salsas because we Melissa does this whole line of hatch products that include the roasted hatch chilies or dried or powdered. Um, there's even popcorn in there, some nuts. Yeah, we
0: got that. that are flavored.
3: I mean, yeah. those, those ones I sent you were dried. Now... The fresh ones are now available and at your local store in mild, medium, hot. So those are the ones that can be roasted down and used in all the recipes here. But the neat thing about the recipes in our new cookbook, it also incorporates the dried hatch chilies, the powders, the green hatch powder, the red hatch powder.
0: this is an extra bonus with this cookbook is it sort of opens your eyes to other products that the, the, the Melissa's provides, like peeled garlic and uh, ground ginger and all these other things, so you get a, a better picture of all that Melissa's has to offer.
3: We, we were yes, exactly, of and we thought the incorporation of all of our uh, dried items and unique items like the um, Hatch polenta and the Hatch salsa is a great way to incorporate everything Hatch in this book.
0: Well, you know, I'm, I have not done the polenta yet, but uh, we have a um, an, an order of squid that we're going to cook. Well, not tomorrow, but the next day. And we're going to do the, the squid, and we're going to include the... Um, uh, the polenta with the hatched chili in it. That's a great idea. You know, yeah, if you go good. into,
3: some, I, I'm sure you and Peter have been looking at all the recipes, and you know, They're the incredible. hatch peppers pair so good in desserts with chocolate. No, I was going to ask you
0: about that. Yeah. I mean, most of these recipes, really. I mean, I, I, I'm dying to try the uh, steamed hatch pepper seasoned artichokes, and that would be really good. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, I was a little hesitant by the time we got to when like, hatch chilies and desserts. <laughs> yes,
3: yes, I, a, a lot I of people find quite, their way. Mm-hmm.
0: I can't quite figure it in um, devil's food cake, for example. Although no, that I can't say actually, because I once had the idea of, of using green peppercorns in um, devil's food mm-hmm. cake. That's
3: yeah, surprising. it's, it's, yeah. it's just a way to be food. able to take a dessert and add a little bit of heat to it.
0: Yeah, but no, I, then I, I bought the cheddar apple pie with hatch peppers.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, hatch, I'm not sure about that one, Robert. I, I've almost consumed the jar, the jar of hatch, pe- hatch pepper chili with what's the dish, Bobby? What's the nut?
0: Oh, you've done... The pecans? The
1: pecans. Pecans, yeah, the pecans.
3: Yeah, you oh, did they're it? delicious. I, mean, I think
0: you've just about cleaned that one out on already. <laughs> they're,
3: they're we have the... All the, all um, yeah, yeah, the pe- yeah, well, the pecans, we've just extended the line since you received that package. So you're referring to the green hatch chili powder pecans and the red hatch chili pecans. Right. So the the difference between those two is that the, um, the chilies are vine ripened. So when they're vine ripened, they turn red in color and then they're dry. And that's why there's all, that red powder is the most popular. But when you take the chilies off early and they're green and you dry them, the powder is green. But since then, Peter and Ann, we now do hatch glazed pecans. We do hatch, um, hatch grown pecans and dark chocolate. And we also do hatch pecans um covered in yogurt um the hatch wow. valley produces more than just chilies and um we've in the past have uh um also offered hatch uh sweet onions but that season already ended but we just got into the hatch oh, that pecan was the- season the- as well so um, those that extends our line. The way to see those products, if you go to our website at melissa's dot com and just put in the word hatch, and you will come up with all those items, like the pecans that I was referring to, the chili powders, the salsas, the polenta. So,
0: now I want this hatch pepper bloody mary. I think that would that would get you going in the in a brunch. <laughs> Oh, definitely, well, if you want one for
3: the morning, go to page one eighty two and try the hun- the hatch mango and berry smoothie there. yeah, I saw that one too <laughs> so, and then for the evening, the hatch margarita, of course,
0: yeah well, <laughs> now you know you you were talking about the popularity of of these chilies um the peppers um I, I think I mentioned you before. We have a, a, a local restaurant chain that has a Hatch Pepper uh, festival every year, about this time mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Yes. But it's become a, a cult in a sense. Now, how did that start, the cult like thing about Okay, so
3: really it started about 50 years ago. And they started when they started uh, really producing, and and New Mexico wanted to be the chili capital of the United States, and obviously they succeeded. It's been like that for like 25 years now. They decided because of the the huge amount of chilies that were coming off in the valley there, and they were growing that um, they 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 just it was something special to that area, and they started doing what is called the hatch chili festival and this has been going on for 40 some years now Mm -hmm. it's always labor day weekend in hatch new mexico it is the biggest camp out rv the whole town is buzzing Mm -hmm. with everything hatch chilies where people are roasting them they're putting them in all these different recipes Cotton candy, ice cream, uh, you know, burritos, <laughs> salsas. I mean, you've got dried chilies everywhere. ristras. this 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 uh, event is like on a football field. It's actually on the growing fields that have already been harvested. And mark your calendar. Head to Hatch, New Mexico, Labor Day weekend. Please oh, keep a um, note. Keep a note on that onto the website. Last year, because of COVID, that was the first year they actually canceled it because of the pandemic. Right now, it is on schedule, but if uh, things change for the worst, it might have to be postponed or most likely canceled because it's always Labor Day weekend. Now, just to tell you some history about the Hatch Chili Festival in Hatch New Mexico Labor Day weekend. It is the most celebrated uh, single food item in America. The Hatch Chili Festival attracts 15,000 people from all over the United States, Holy especially man. from Texas um, and, um, and, and the New Mexico and Arizona as well because when people go down there, they go down there with RVs because they're going to load up with hundreds of pounds of roasted chili, because that's the way to get hundreds of pounds roasted in those roasters that they use, ah. and then you bring them home and then you package them to be able to enjoy the rest of the year.
1: Now let's put in let's put in the good word, Robert. Get
3: okay. <laughs> your vac-
1: get your vaccination and wear your mask. <laughs>
0: exactly. You so. it, it seems like it's bigger than the motorcycle thing in Sturgis, North of South Dakota.
3: Wow, yeah. So, uh, but this is, a, this is a food lover's dream is to go to this Hatch Chili Festival Labor Day weekend and just to make sure, bring your sunscreen and your hat. It is pretty warm. If you haven't booked a hotel day. in that area, you're not going to day. by now. But like I said, a lot of people travel down there by RV and it seems to become a big camp out in the RV thing uh, for the three-day uh, holiday weekend and Hatch Chili Festival. And
1: there's probably well, beer too, right? Mm-hmm. What, Robert? There's probably beer as well.
3: Beer, Hatch is put into everything. I think every drink they serve there—beer, shots, cocktails, spirits, wine. I've heard, I've heard of Hatch chili wine. I've never tried it before. Oh my God!
0: They the, put
3: Hatch chilies in everything else, so why not?
0: Well, it's sacrilegious putting it into wine. <laughs> 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 if you Google it,
3: there's quite a few companies that do a Hatch wine. If I, I've heard of this the last few years there, but probably really popular down at the Hatch Festival.
0: Well, let's put in another plug, by the way, for you. Yay for you, because you, you're just brilliant at doing this. And uh, the book, again, is Melissa's Hatch Pepper Cookbook. And uh, the festival, you'll find that information on uh, the, the website, which is melissas.com, which is one L, two right?
3: Yes, m e l i s s a s dot com. When you go to our homepage, you can find out about where to find uh, hatch chilies at your local stores. We list all the stores. Also on there, it will list not only the stores that carry the the fresh hatch chilies. But they also carry the Hatch Cookbook and all the other Hatch Essentials, the dried, the, the, um, the dried ones, the powders, the polenta, all that stuff. And find out when the roasting is happening yeah, in that I'm neck of the woods. So, so
0: we do roasting.
3: Yes, we do them okay. all over the United States. So hopefully one of your local stores is listed there.
0: Okay, and then, and what you do is you you buy the the peppers from Melissas and take them to this roasting spot
3: Well, no, you can buy them from us, but they won't come roasted. You have to go to the stores and the no. stores okay, will do the, the roasting. Ones.
0: Yes yeah you, know, you, yes, you yes. get the the, the the fresh ones, and you will find out where they're roasting, and you take your fresh um peppers. To the roasting spot, they roast them for you, then you take them home, right?
3: Yeah, but you have you have to buy yeah. the chili peppers at their store. You can't take oh, okay. your own from home and bring them to the roasters. Okay, okay. You have to buy them from the store. So, you know, uh, we we um, well, actually sense. distribute. Yeah, so we distribute it into about 700 stores right now that have the hatched chilies outside the Southwest. So chances are if you live in a big city, you're probably going to find a local store that can do that. If worse came to worse, you go to our site, melissas.com, and you can order fresh hatched chilies. And you can barbecue them at home. On our website, it tells you how to roast them in the oven, on your stove. The easiest way to do a lot is on a barbecue. But if you can go to a roasting, buy a case, you can oh, get them roasted like seven minutes. Yeah, they roast like really water fast. Water
0: so. Yes. And yeah, well, you're all engrossed with um, with the peppers, hot peppers, right now. Um, you're going to come back to us uh, closer to the fall. And tell us what else is hot in the area of produce these days, because you're good at keeping us up to date on all of that there's always something new going on, and uh, listeners, we love uh, melissas and they're they do a great job of spreading the word around and getting people excited and and with great product too and uh you're always so helpful <laughs> Robert. <laughs>
3: Well, thank you, Ann and Peter. I appreciate it. I enjoy being on seasonally, and when special events like these hatch chili seasons come into play there, always enjoy being on your show.
0: Well, great. So let us know when the next special event's coming up. we Will do. Okay. <laughs> Robert, as always, thank you. Thank you.
1: We're recording, yeah. guys. Okay. So did we get the box of stuff, and the answer, Robert, is yes, thank you so much.
0: Yes, and and Robert Schiller of Melissa's, um, we're immersed this season, appropriately at this time of the year, in hatch peppers, and we're delighted to get the box of uh, Melissa's hatch pepper samples and this wonderful cookbook that your chefs on staff put together with a great deal of creativity, I might add. Um, this is the second the second version uh, or edition of, of the cookbook. Uh, let, let's jump back a bit, though, and say, what exactly are we talking about? Some people actually uh, do not actually know about uh, Hatch Peppers. Pepper. <laughs> Hatch Peppers, say that real fast. Tell us about yes. Hatch, the name... Where these peppers come from and what's so special about them?
3: Okay, well, um, about 15 years ago, uh, Melissa's Produce uh, here in Los Los Angeles, which we distribute to all major supermarkets across the country, started taking um, the Hatch peppers from Hatch, New Mexico, the largest, um, the largest area of chili peppers that grow in the United States. It's the chili capital of the world there in Hatch, New Mexico, along the Mesilla Valley, um, close to the Rio Grande, In that area, that special area that produces the wonderful New Mexico Hatch Pepper. And every year, during the months of late July through mid to late September, for about eight weeks, Um, America gets to enjoy this pepper and see for decades and decades this pepper was really a secret of just the Southwest in New Mexico, in Texas, in Arizona but it was 15 years ago where Melissa's produce started to take the peppers Uh, To other cities across the country, Uh, we actually now distribute this year, after 15 years, we now distribute it into about 40 states now. So every major city across the country, except I I think Alaska and Hawaii still are not getting the fresh hatched peppers yet, but maybe in time to come. And we are excited to introduce our new hatch pepper cookbook this is the second volume our first edition which was just so popular and we kept on running out of books was back in 2013 with our hatch chili cookbook but now we have this new hatch pepper cookbook it has over 101 creative and new ideas for hatch peppers the photos are awesome the recipes are delicious from appetizers to desserts, drinks, and everything in between. So we're very excited. Our cookbook was led by our chef team, Chef Ida, Chef Tom, the owner, Sharon Hernandez, and the rest of our team. Um, As for myself, I am the coordinator of the book, and I did put in some of the information leading up to the recipes, Um, and I'm happy to announce this is our seventh cookbook at Melissa's Produce. (laughs) <laughs> That's wonderful.
0: No, 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 now why no. are people in love with it, this chili, this pepper?
3: It's 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 the only pepper that is very very thick and meaty. So, when people buy this chilies, they're very handsome yes. peppers. Yeah, they they look like the Anaheim chili. The Anaheim chili is the variety, the mild variety that is available year-round, but it's not as thick as these hatch peppers. It's, there's something special about the growing area. And when the, when the harvest comes out for only about eight weeks uh, during the year, and at this time through uh, late September, um, people buy them by the cases. And when they buy them by the cases, these are 25-pound cases. Sometimes they buy them in, in gunny, like gunny potato sacks. But you buy them in large quantities. And if you do it right, you look for a store that does a roasting. So when you buy Buy your cases, twenty-five pounds each. You get them roasted in front of the stores because these are the only chilies, first of all, that can be available in mild, medium, hot, and extra hot. No other chili does that.
0: that. Tell me, I don't really quite understand that, but um, we have had the, the various versions, and there's a heat difference. I also understand that from one season to the next, from one harvest to the next the heat level can vary how about that
3: well this is the deal so the department of of of, of agriculture in new mexico developed cross hybridized this variety Uh, A half a century ago and has become the, you know, probably what you would call the cornerstone of agriculture for New Mexico, these New Mexican green chilies, um, and then towards the end of the season, they turn red. Just like Idaho is to potatoes and California is to, like, artichokes, dragon fruit, garlic, and a lot of citrus varieties, New Mexico is known for these hatch peppers. They grow millions and millions of cartons um, of them, and like I said, they're only available in August and September, so people buy them by the case, and then they get them roasted, and then you put them into freezer bags because the hatch peppers are the only peppers that are thick enough to be able to freeze so you can pull them out on a special weekend later in the year. These chili peppers can actually be frozen for up to two years no chilies like that. But really, you only need to roast the chilies and, put, and keep them in the freezer up to a year until the next season has them. Now, in regards to heat levels, now, there's different varieties of hatch peppers. It's generically named hatch pepper, but you have to know on the box if you're getting a mild, medium, hot, or extra hot. They put a check on the box on the side so you know. There's many different varieties of hatch peppers um, oh, the mild that. ones are New Mexico 10s, uh, the medium ones are called Big Jims, uh, the hotter ones are called Lumbre, and the really hot ones are called Sandia, just an example. and there's, So there's different varieties, and they grow the variety by heat level, by the football Real football hot. field size, so they don't get confused on what pepper is going into each box that is Marked, mild, medium, hot, or extra hot.
0: How can you control that if there's cross pollination and whatnot?
3: Well, it's not a matter of the cross pollination; it's the matter of the seed variety that is being put into the ground. So the key, so you um, is is a crop rotation every year because when they reseed the next year after. You know, taking out oh, the right. seeds from the previous year of that particular variety. That's how they prepare for next year. And by crop rotation, meaning that they only they don't put the hatch chilies, the hot ones, always in the same location every year. That they um, they take different sections, football field sections of these hatch peppers to control the heatness on the seed variety and the heat level that it's going to dictate for the next season. So you know, hatch chilies—they're planted in March, April, and they're harvested in late July and August, and that is the hatch pepper season in New Mexico.
0: Now, I I no, want no, to hold mention.
1: Me. Hold on a second. Oh. Let me let me ask my question here. You you seem to be using the word pepper and chili interchangeably. Now, is 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 there a difference, or is it okay to do what you're doing?
3: Okay, up until last year, most people referred to them as chilies
0: That's what I or chili
3: thought, yeah. peppers. However, um, the, the new food labeling laws for 2001-2002 um, dictates that on a package, you have to say peppers. Chili peppers is no longer viable for a legal Label, but people will really? always refer to them as chili peppers. The reason for that is because people are confused about the word chili. One, chili is a country. Two, chili <laughs> is a chili pepper, right? And three, chili with an I at the end is yeah. the bean dish. And also, if you say chili, it also means you're cold. So, The USDA and FDA decided that it would better communicate to the customer that when you're referring to chili peppers, that you have to say peppers. So the difference between our last book, back in 2013, it said Hatch Chili Cookbook. This book is called Hatch Pepper Cookbooks, Um, in line with the USDA and FDA labeling laws for all chili peppers peppers here in the United States. I'll
0: be done.
1: And, uh, Robert, Good uh, question, are, Peter. Are there, are there particular farmers? I mean, is it, is it handed down <clears throat> from generation to generation to be a chili, Hatch chili farmer?
3: Most definitely. You've got a, a, a huge amount of growers in the Hatch Valley area that they grow these special chilies. Our main grower and the largest grower, family grower, is uh, the Guinness, um, Gillis uh, Farms there in Hatch, New Mexico. They're probably the most famous grower because they have the most amount of acres, and it's been kept in the family uh, for several, several decades now. Um, you know, um, What's so name again? Gillis Farms Gilles and Farm. Dwayne Gillis is the he is the Hatch. Pepper guy for Hatch, (laughs) New Mexico. Just Google him and find out all about his exciting chilies that we get um, through Melissa's and distribute throughout the United States.
0: You know, you have a a, a section in the cookbook called Essentials, which you talk about the heat levels. And then um, all these different preparations for preserving and and cooking and using Mm -hmm. uh, the peppers and, and, and extremely versatile. Um, you talk about storing and freezing. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that we got uh, from you, well known, the peppers themselves, were dried. And now, were they actually roasted first, or are they just dried? Oh, okay. So,
3: the um, because uh, um, Ann and Peter, you guys are the media, I send out the boxes with the new cookbook with um, a lot of dried items and um, spices and salsas because Melissa does this whole line of hatch products that include the roasted hatch chilies or dried or powdered. Um, there's even popcorn in there, some nuts. Yeah, we got that. We, with it. Yeah. Those, those ones I sent you were dried. Now... The fresh ones are now available and at your local store in mild, medium, hot. So those are the ones that can be roasted down and used in all the recipes here. But the neat thing about the recipes in our new cookbook, it also incorporates the dried hatch chilies, the powders, the green hatch powder, the red hatch powder.
0: This is an extra bonus with this cookbook is it sort of opens your eyes to other products that the, the, the Melissa's provides, like peeled garlic and uh, ground ginger and all these other things, so you get a better picture of all that Melissa's has to offer.
3: We, we yes, exactly, and of- we thought the incorporation of all of our uh, dried items and unique items like the um, Hatch polenta and the Hatch salsa is a great way to incorporate everything Hatch in this book.
0: Well, you know, I'm, I have not done the polenta yet, but uh, we have a um, an, an order of squid that we're going to cook. Well, not tomorrow, but the next day. And we're going to do the, the squid, and we're going to include the... Um, uh, the polenta with the hatched chili in it.
3: That's a great idea.
0: You know, yeah, if you go good. into...
3: I, I'm sure you and Peter have been looking at all the recipes, and, you know,
0: They're the incredible. hatch peppers
3: pair so good in desserts with chocolate. No,
0: I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I mean, most of these recipes really... I mean, I, I, I'm dying to try the uh, steamed hatch pepper seasoned artichokes, and that would be really good. But I mean, I was a little hesitant by the time we got to when hatch chilies and (laughs) dessert. Yes, yes, a a lot of people find their way.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I can't quite figure it in um, devil's food cake, for example. Although no, no, that I can't say actually, because I once had the idea of of using green peppercorns in um, devil's food cake. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You it's just a way cream
3: to cream be food. able to take a dessert and add a little bit of heat to it.
0: Yeah. But no, I, then I, I bought the cheddar apple pie with hatch peppers. Hmm. Is yeah, I, I'm pepper? not sure about that one.
1: Robert, I, I've almost consumed the jar, the jar of hatch, pe- hatch pepper chili with, what's the dish, What's What's the nut?
0: Oh, you've done... The, the pecans?
1: The,
0: the, pecans. pecans yeah, the Pecans, yeah, the pecans. Oh, they're I mean, delicious? I think you've just about cleaned that one out already. <laughs> they're,
2: they're we they're have they're the... the, the, um, yeah,
3: yeah, the pe- yeah, well, the pecans, we've just extended the line since you received that package. So you're referring to the green hatch chili powder pecans and the red hatch chili pecans. Right. So the the difference between those two is... That the um, the chilies are vine ripened, so when they're vine ripened, they turn red in color, and then they're dry, and that's why there's all that red powder is the most popular. But when you take the chilies off early and they're green, and you dry them, the powder is green. But since then, Peter and Anne, we now do hatch glazed pecans. We do hatch um, hatch grown pecans and dark chocolate, and we also do hatch pecans um covered in yogurt um the hatch wow. valley produces more than just chilies and um we've in the past have uh um also offered hatch uh, sweet onions but that season already ended but we just got into the hatch oh, that pecan was season day. as well so um those that extends our line the way to see those products if you go to our website at melissa's.com and just put in the word hatch and you will come up with all those items like the pecans that i was referring to the chili powders the salsas the polenta so
0: now i want this hatch pepper bloody mary i think that would that would get you going in the in a brunch <laughs>
3: Oh, definitely, well, if you want one for the morning, go to page one eighty two and try the hunt, the hatch mango and berry smoothie there yeah, I saw that one too <laughs> so and then for the evening, the hatch margarita, of
0: course yeah, well, <laughs> no you know you you were talking about the popularity of of these chilies um the peppers um I, I think I mentioned to you before, we have a, a, a local restaurant chain that has a Hatch Pepper uh, Festival every year, about this time mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Yes. But it's become a, a cult in a sense. Now, how did that start, the cult-like thing about Okay,
3: this? so really it started about 50 years ago. And they started when they started uh, really producing, and and New Mexico wanted to be the chili capital of the United States, and obviously they succeeded. It's been like that for like 25 years now. They decided because of the the huge amount of chilies that were coming off in the valley there, and they were growing that um, they 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 just it was something special to that area, and they started doing what is called the hatch chili festival and this has been going on for 40 some years now it's always labor day weekend in hatch new mexico It is the biggest camp out rv the whole town is buzzing with everything hatch chilies where people are roasting them they're putting them in all these different recipes: cotton candy, ice cream, uh, you know, burritos, <laughs> salsas. I mean, you've got dried chilies everywhere. Restra. This 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 uh, event is like on a football field. It's actually on the growing fields that have already been harvested. And mark your calendar. Head to Hatch, New Mexico, Labor Day weekend. Please oh, keep okay. a um, note. Keep a note on that onto the website. Last year, because of COVID, that was the first year they actually canceled it because of the pandemic. Right now it is on schedule, but if uh, things change for the worst, it might have to be postponed or most likely canceled because it's always Labor Day weekend. Now, just to tell you some history about the Hatch Chili Festival and Hatch New Mexico Labor Day Weekend. It is the most celebrated uh, single food item in America. The Hatch Chili Festival attracts 15,000 people from all over the United States, Holy especially man. from Texas um, and, um, and and the New Mexico and Arizona as well. Because when people go down there, they go down there with RVs because they're going to load up with hundreds of pounds of roasted chili, because that's the way to get hundreds of pounds roasted in those roasters that they use, oh. and then you bring them home and then you package them to be able to enjoy the rest of the year.
1: Now let's put in let's put in the good word, Robert. Get okay. <laughs> your vac- get your vaccination and wear your mask. <laughs>
0: exactly. You so. it's, it seems like it's bigger than the motorcycle thing in Sturgis. With, of South Dakota.
3: Wow, yeah. So, uh, but this is a this is a food lover's dream is to go to this Hatch Chili Festival Labor Day weekend. And just to make sure, bring your sunscreen and your hat. It is pretty warm. If you haven't to booked a hotel day. in that area, you're not going to by now. But like I said, a lot of people travel down there by RV, and it seems to become a big camp out in the RV thing. Uh, for the three-day uh, holiday weekend and Hatch Chili Festival,
1: and there's probably well, beer too, right?
3: Mm-hmm. What,
1: Robert? There's probably beer as well.
3: Beer, Hatch is put into everything. I think every drink they serve there—beer, shots, cocktails, spirits, wine. I've heard, I've heard of Hatch Chili wine. I've never tried it before, oh my gosh. but
0: that's they that's put Hatch
3: chilies in everything else. So why not?
0: Well, it's sacrilegious, putting it into wine. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google it, one.
3: there's quite a few companies that do a Hatch wine. If, I, I've heard of this the last few years there, but it's probably really popular down at the Hatch Festival.
0: Well, let's put in another plug, by the way, for you. Yay for you, because you're, you're just brilliant at doing this. And uh, the book, again, uh, this is, is Melissa's Hatch Pepper Cookbook. And uh, the festival, you'll find that information on uh, the, the website, which is uh, melissas.com, which is one L, two S's, right? Yes,
3: M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S dot com. When you go to our homepage, you can find out about where to find uh, Hatch Chilies at your local stores. We list all the stores. Also on there, it will list not only the stores that carry the the fresh hatch chilies, but they also carry the hatch cookbook and all the other hatch essentials, the dried, the, the, um, the dried ones, the powders, the polenta, all that stuff, and find out when the roasting is happening yeah, in that I, neck of the woods. So, so we
0: do watching, roasting. Please. Yes, we do them okay. all over the United States. So hopefully one it. of your local stores
3: is listed
1: there.
0: Okay, and then, and what you do is you, you buy the, the peppers from Melissa's and take them to this roasting spot?
3: Well, no. You can buy them from us, but they won't come roasted. You have to go to the stores, and the stores will do the the roasting.
0: Yes. Yeah, you, you will get the, 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 the fresh ones, and you will find out where they're roasting, and you take your fresh, um, peppers, to the roasting spot, they roast them for you, then you take them home, right?
3: Yeah, but you have you have to buy the chili peppers at their store. You can't take oh, your okay. own from home and bring them to the roasters. Okay, okay. You have to buy them from the store. So, you know, uh, we we um, well, actually sense. distribute. Yeah, so we distribute it into about 700 stores right now that have the hatch chilies outside the Southwest. So chances are, if you live in a big city, you're probably going to find a local store that can do that. If worse came to worse, you go to our site, melissas.com, and you can order fresh hatch chilies, and you can barbecue them at home. On our website, it tells you how to roast them in the oven, on your stove. The easiest way to do a lot is on a barbecue. But if you can go to a roasting, buy a case, you oh, can get them roasted fun. like seven minutes.
0: Yeah, they roast like lot really lot fast. So. Yes, and yeah, well, you're all engrossed with um, uh, with the peppers, hot <laughs> peppers, right now. Um, you're going to come back to us uh, closer to the fall. And tell us what else is hot in the area of produce these days, because you're good at keeping us up to date on all of that. There's always something new going on. And uh, listeners, we love uh, Melissa's, and they're, they do a great job of spreading the word around and getting people excited, and and with great product too. And uh, you're always so helpful, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Well thank you
3: Ann and Peter. I appreciate it. I enjoy being on seasonally and when special events like these hatch chili seasons come into play there. Always enjoy being on your show.
0: Well great. So let us know when the next special event's coming up. We'll do. Okay. Robert, as always, thank you.